today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. Everything God has for us is not behind us. It's ahead of us. I've already experienced what he had for me yesterday. Now I'm going for what he wants me to experience today and tomorrow and the days ahead. Amen. And that includes abundant overflow. Matthew chapter 9. And I'm sure this is a very familiar story to many of you. Let's begin in verse 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. Now notice the phrase, according to your faith, be it unto you. Everything that God has for us is received by faith. I'll say it again. Everything that God has for us is received by faith. There's no other way to obtain it. Amen. That's the reason why the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Amen. How many of you want everything that God has for you? Look at your neighbor and say, I want everything that God has for me. Amen. Now, let's take a look at... uh, a couple of verses here talking about everything God has for us. You're all familiar with John 10, 10. And uh, in the latter part of that verse, Jesus said, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The Passion Translation says, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. So we just got through singing about living in the overflow. That's exactly what Jesus came for, is not only to redeem you from the hand of the enemy and from the bondage of the enemy, and not only give you the privilege of having eternal life and spending eternity with him, but he also came that you and I might enter into this life and live in the overflow. Look at your neighbor and say, I intend to live in the overflow. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, and I'm just going to read this from the Passion Translation. He will make you overflow with abundance in everything you do. He will make you or cause you to overflow in abundance in everything that you do. The message translation says, God can pour on the blessings in astounding 
or astonishing ways. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways. But once again, the way you experience it is through faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Look at your neighbor and say, are you one of the just? And then tell them, then you're required to live by faith. It's really not an option. It's not if I choose to or I choose not. It is a command. The just shall live by faith. Can you say amen? amen? Now, I want you to go with me to Hebrews chapter 10. And this is just one of the places where that statement is found. Hebrews chapter 10. <clears throat> and let's look at verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence or your faith, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And that tells me that it is possible for people who have learned to live by faith can draw back. And I've seen that time and time again over my 52 years in the ministry. I've seen it all over the world where people who have been taught the basic principles of the life of faith and eventually let go of them, or they draw back from it. And one of the reasons, or one of the primary reasons, I believe, is because they allow themselves to fall into the temptation of listening to things that sound good, but are not quite accurate. I don't know why people are always looking for a new message. I've been living this way for 52 years. I'm not looking for a new message. You know what? This one still worketh. Faith got me where I'm at, and faith is going to take me where I'm going. Hallelujah. Amen. I really don't understand why anybody would ever let go of this because my whole life, has been based on faith in God and faith in his word. And I'm not about to change. Now, another translation says, the just shall have their lives sustained by their faith. Sustained by their faith. You could say it this way. The just shall live a life of faith. That is, a life with total dependence upon God and his word. That just described my life. I have total dependence on God and his word. I wouldn't have made it this far if I did not have total dependence on God and his word. You know, uh, a lot of people don't fully understand a ministry like is what I have. And I have had for all these years. I appreciate people 
that hook up with you. We call them partners. I appreciate partners in the ministry. And, and I have many partners from all over the world. Uh, it thrills me every time I go somewhere and somebody says, Brother Jerry, I've been your partner for 30 years now. Or I've been your partner for 40 years. Brother Jerry, I've been your partner ever since you left Kenneth Copeland Ministries and launched out in your own ministry. That is the greatest compliment anybody could ever give me. However, on the other hand, I've had a lot of partners and I wonder where they are. <clears throat> what happened to them? What changed their mind? I'm still the same person. I'm still preaching the same message. I have not changed my message at all. I just know more about it. I have more testimonies. I have more experience with it. But the message, if you go back and listen to what I was preaching in 1970, it's the same thing I'm preaching today. I just know more about it. And I have more experience with it and greater testimonies from it. But it's still the same message. Amen. Why would anybody leave me? <laughs> Why would anybody want to follow something else that won't get results in a crisis? Amen. This gets results. Amen. I live by faith in the good times and I live by faith in the bad times. In fact, you better live by faith in the bad times. Amen. Amen. So notice here, the just shall live by faith. The just shall have their lives sustained by faith, by their faith. Now, I was meditating on this last night, just thinking about it and preparing to share with you this morning. And I heard the Holy Spirit say it to me this way. The just shall pursue life with an active faith. The just shall pursue life with an active faith. What do I mean by that? A faith that never rests. A faith that never stops. A faith that never ceases. And that's what I mean by rest. A faith that, that doesn't take spiritual vacations. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, I realize because I've been there and I've experienced it. I realize that many times when you're endeavoring to live by faith and you're in a faith endeavor, such as you're believing for healing in your body or you're believing <clears throat> for finances or you're believing for a, a better job. You're believing for a home. You're believing for your children. Those things don't always come easy as you well know. That's why the apostle Paul said, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amen. Sometimes you just have to stand. I've been asked many times, well, Brother Jerry, how long do I have to stand? And I always reply by the same way, uh, until you don't have to stand no more. <laughs> but when do I know that I don't have to stand anymore? When you win. 
Well, how long does it take to win when you don't have to stand no more? <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, there, there's no break in it. Amen? Having done all to stand, stand. If you haven't received what you've been believing for, then you are still in the process of standing. Amen. I like what Kenneth Hagin used to say many years ago. He said, if you'll prepare to stand forever, then it won't take very long. But most Christians are not prepared to stand forever. Most Christians are, are prepared to stand until dark. <laughs> or they'll stand until tomorrow. Or they'll stand until the end of the week. But if it goes past that, I'm not playing anymore. But sometimes it goes past that. I, I've, I've shared this, and, it, and I don't want you to get the impression that every faith endeavor I've ever been involved in has taken this long. It hasn't. But there have been some things I have stood for for as long as 20 years before they came to pass. Amen. And when they did come to pass, I thought, that's the shortest 20 years I ever spent. Because <laughs> I didn't remember what I went through before it came to pass, I was too busy rejoicing that God made it happen. Hallelujah. That God honored his word amen. and he honored my faith. Can you say amen? amen? So the just shall pursue life with an active faith. And then the Amplified Bible says uh, in that verse 38, the latter part of it, and if he draws back, my soul shall have no delight in him. Now, the phrase draw back or draws back, it implies to move away from or to retreat from the life of faith. And here it says, and remember now, all scripture is given to the inspiration of God. This is not just the author here and his thoughts about it. It's, it's coming by inspiration of God. So this is what God thinks about it. If any man retreats or draws back from the life of faith, then he says, I have no delight in that person. He brings me no joy. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd hate to think that I'm living my life and God gets no joy out of the way I'm living. That I'm not delighting God. Amen. So the life of faith is a must. Amen. And I decided to live that way a long, long time ago, and I'm still living that way today. Amen. Amen. Now, go with me to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. And Jesus is speaking to Simon and says in verse 31, <clears throat> Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan hath desired to sift you, or to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now that's an unusual phrase. In fact, you've heard me say it before, I'm sure. The first time I read that, way back in 1969, I was shocked. I thought it was a misprint in the Bible. I didn't know what I know now. But I had been told 
First of all, by Kenneth Copeland, that faith works, that faith moves mountains, that faith is our method of victory over the world. I was told by Kenneth Hagin the same thing. I was told by Warren Roberts. I was told by T.L. Osborne that faith works. And then I came across this verse and Jesus is praying that Peter's faith will not fail. I was shocked. I thought, you mean to tell me I've been doing all this studying. I've been doing all this uh, uh, spiritual exercise, getting God's word into my heart because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. And now there's a possibility my faith might fail. That was a shock to me. But it also led to some research. Now, back in those days, we didn't have all the, the, the great assets that we have today in, in, in the way of iPad and, and iPhone and having download 27 translations of the Bible on your phone and, and, and download Strong's Concordance and all the Bible aids and Bible studies. We didn't have all that. So I went to a bookstore, a Christian bookstore, and to see if there were any other translations. Now, back then, all I knew about was the King James. That's all I knew about. And mine happened to be a, uh, oh, what was that Bible called? Oh, I don't remember what it was. That's not important. Anyway, in that bookstore, I discovered the Amplified Bible. And I took it and began reading it. And I thought, now I can understand this. This was more in a modern day vernacular. Okay. And then later I discovered other translations. And then I discovered in that bookstore, I mean, I spent some time in there because this concerned me that my faith might fail. And so uh, I began to look in Greek concordance. And I found out that this phrase, I pray that thy faith fail not, in its original sense was, I'm praying that your faith will not be reduced to inactivity. Faith will not fail. Faith works. Thank God for that. Amen. Faith works. Look at your neighbor and say, faith works. But in the literal, Jesus is saying, Peter, I am praying that your faith will not be reduced to inactivity. Because inactive faith is faith that's not producing anything. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Now, why would someone allow their faith to become inactive? Well, a lot of times it's because they're not willing to engage in anything that will create pressure. I'm going to try this side of the auditorium. I mean, I thought I'd got better response. All the preachers over there. They don't want to be engaged in something that will create pressure. They don't want to be engaged in something that might possibly have opposition. In other words, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, 
want to get into a comfort zone. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Comfort zones. Getting to the place to where you don't want to have to use your faith anymore. Or at least not for a while. Amen. Now, Carol, I've been there. I mean, there, there have been times when, man, I, I was attacked on every side. And it seemed like I didn't have a moment, a moment where I could just relax because I just had to stay in faith. It seemed like if, if I relaxed for five minutes, it, it, would, it would indicate to the devil that I've given up. And I just had to stay in faith and stay in faith. Many times, couldn't even sleep the whole night. Just get up and walk the floor and confess the word and confess the word and confess the word. And then I'd, 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 I'd get sleepy and I'd go back to sleep and it seemed like the moment I closed my eyes, the devil was straddled my head and saying, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it'll never happen, it'll never happen, it'll never happen. And I have to get up and, and engage in warfare again. Anybody ever been there? And then when you finally win, you think, I'm taking all this armor and I'm throwing it in the corner and I don't have to use my faith for at least six months. I'm going to be like other Christians, do nothing. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? But in active faith is faith that's not producing anything. Amen. So Jesus prayed that Peter's faith would not be reduced to inactivity. In other words, Peter, I'm praying that you will not yield to complacency. That's, that's what it's saying. I'm praying that you will not yield to complacency. Now, let me give you some facts about complacency. Are you ready? This really is a good sermon. You, you will shout later. All right. Uh, let, me, let me give you just some facts about complacency. I got so many notes on this. Complacency is when you have become satisfied with where you are and what you've experienced and refuse to reach higher and further. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Reaching forth unto those things which are before. Let me give you some notes on that. The Amplified Bible says, reaching forward to what lies ahead. Amen. See, everything God has for us is not behind us. Yeah. It's ahead of us. Right. I've already experienced what he had for me yesterday. Now I'm going for what he ex wants me to experience today and tomorrow. Right. 
and the days ahead. Amen. And that includes abundant overflow. Amen. Can you say amen? The Passion Translation says, or let me, the Amplified says again, reaching forward to what lies ahead. The Passion Translation says, I fasten my heart to the future. And then verse 14, the Message Translation says, and I'm often running and I'm not turning back. Yes. I'm often running and I'm not turning back. Now to turn back simply means to stop going forward or to stop advancing. To stop advancing. To go forward, you must understand that Satan's going to do everything he can to possibly prevent you from going forward. Because he knows what God has for you in the days ahead. It's not behind you. It's ahead of you. And if you keep pressing forward, then it's highly probable that you will obtain what God has for you. And it would be to Satan's advantage to talk you out of going forward and just get you to settle in a comfort zone. Can you say amen? amen? Most of the time, if we're not going forward, it's because we've listened to a lie from the devil. And that lie goes like this sometimes. You've gone as far as you'll ever go. You've seen all that you'll ever see. You've experienced all that God has for you. And if you listen to those lies, then you will not press, as the Apostle Paul said. You will not demand out of yourself to keep going forward. Are you ready for more of God's goodness and favor? Begin expecting the God of more than enough to show himself strong on your behalf. Today's special offer, the Abundant Overflow Package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part CD series, The Life of Faith, his new CD series, Hate That's the Favor of God, and his inspiring book, Living God's Abundant Overflow. In this package, Jerry teaches how to operate in real Bible faith, how to press into God's promises, what a lifestyle of faith looks like, and why many don't experience God's favor. Don't limit God or hold back any longer. Discover how you can expand your faith and see God's abundant overflow in your life. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Abundant Overflow Special Package. Discover the practical information you need to lay hold of all God has for you. Order now and begin to receive more of God's goodness and favor. Thank you everyone for joining us today on Adventures in Faith. It's been a joy and it's been a blessing to be able to share the Word of God with you. And I'm believing that each and every time you watch our broadcast, that your faith is going to go to another level. We've been talking about living in God's abundant overflow. That's the title of my newest book. And then right along with it, The Life of Faith. Three CDs talking about the life of faith. I've been living by faith for 52 years. I know a little bit about it. And I know that these messages will enable you to develop a strong, uncompromising faith. And then one of my newest series entitled, Hey, That's the Favor of God. The Lord told me years ago, every time you experience the favor of God, stop right then and say out loud, Hey, that's the favor of God. And if you'll do that, 
then you'll begin to expect it to show up in your life more and more. So if you'd like these resources, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or the information should be on your screen. Order them right away. And we look forward to sharing again with you next week on Adventures in Faith. And remember, until then, your faith will overcome the world. 